The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. You better you bet. Presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller here on a Wednesday. We're going to be with you guys for the rest of the week. Tomorrow and Friday, Nick and Ken, the week off after football, but the grind doesn't stop. We still got a lot of great stuff going on. One of my favorite golf events of the entire year, Mark, Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club. That starts tomorrow. Tyler Morales is going to hop on with us. Final segment of the show, we're going to give out all of our golf bets. We obviously got pitchers and uh, catchers reporting, talking some baseball. We talked some college football earlier in the show. Obviously, a huge NBA slate today. College basketball, some big games that we'll get into in a bit as well. But we talked about the National League last segment. So let's turn our attention to the American League. Jake provided some great stuff on the Royals in the AL Central. That division certainly up for grabs. I mean, when the Tigers are like plus 350 to win the division, you know that it's certainly gettable. The Guardians likely to take a step back now that Terry Francona is retiring, one of the best managers in the sport. So they likely not going to be as good. Maybe some opportunity for the Royals at plus 900. The best division in baseball, however, though, is the American League East. The Orioles were able to win it last year with 101 wins. But however, Mark, they are plus 200 to win it this year. They trail the Yankees, who are plus 145. Blue Jays, plus 475. The Rays, plus 700. And the Red Sox are 13 to 1. This is interesting. I can't wait to uh, get Jake's thoughts on this because I got a good question for him, and I'm interested to see where he goes. But, Mark, what are your thoughts on the AL East? Who would be your pick to win this division? I think it's the most polarizing division in baseball, possibly, because you have the Yankees. Oh, yeah. They have the star power, right? They go out and you're going to have 
Soto and Judge hitting back to back, right? So it's going to be a nightmare for pitchers. You know, they they got Garrett Cole. Um, And then you have the Orioles, who took a huge step last year. Can they maintain that type of success? Um, Toronto, I think we always want to believe in Toronto, but they just never get the job done. And then Tampa, we have no idea why we believe in them because they get so much out of, you know, a limited roster. So, and then you have the Red Sox there at the end. But how it plays out, like, it's really tough. Like, I think this is probably one of the most divisions that's up for grabs. I mean, the Yankees have the star power, but are are those guys going to break down as the season progresses? So it certainly is the best division in baseball. I mean, you had three teams last year make the postseason, the Orioles, the Blue Jays, and the Rays. Um, I mean, you know, the Orioles, I think, have a chance to be one of the better teams in baseball. They won 101 games last year. Then they add Corbin Burns to their roster. They're going to bring in Jackson Holiday, who might start opening day for them. Adley and Gunner are like legit MVP candidates. Might have one of the most best rotations in baseball. Like when John Means is your number four starter, a healthy John Means doing something right. So the O's certainly be good. I mean, the Yankees are going to be, it's like betting on the Cowboys, right? Or the Lakers and yeah. in a sports betting market. Like you're always going to have that tax. The lineup, sure. Like you said, star power, Judge Soto, great players, top two favorites to win AL MVP. But like they're going to be injured. We know that's coming. And Kenny said mm-hmm. it, like they prioritize on-base percentage and home runs. And when they're not doing either of those things, they really struggle. And their starting rotation has a lot of question marks. Garrett Cole, fantastic. Might win Cy Young again. After that, though, is Stroman going to have the year that he did last year with Chicago? Is Rodon going to produce for them? I mean, after that, like what does their four and five starters situation look like? Is Boone the kind of manager that's going to get the most out of his roster? So I'm not sold on the Yankees. The Blue Jays are the team that really intrigues me the most because on paper, I like the roster. A lot of veteran guys, a lot of guys that you know could be in the AL MVP hunt, a lot of all-stars on that roster. But you watch them play, Mark, and just like the pieces don't gel. Like it just it feels like mm-hmm. they don't enjoy playing with one another like it's just like hard watching the Blue Jays where like some of these other teams it just comes easy for them Tampa Bay to me I think is the best the Orioles look like they're having so much fun playing together and Toronto is the exact opposite well said exactly right so that's why I'm out on the Blue Jays Tampa Bay I don't love them in the division as much as I love them in the American League as a whole Tampa Bay just wakes up and they win like 90 95 games and so what they Mm -hmm. lost Glasnow they lost some other guys and now we're completely writing them off please it's Tampa Bay the Red Sox at 13 to 1 I think is laughable I think they should be like 25 30 to 1 like they maybe even should be more than that I really don't see a path for the Red Sox to win this division. Again, they have some stars. Their lineup can hit a little bit, but their pitching isn't near the caliber of some of these other teams in the division. So I think the Red Sox at 13-1 is uh, is the worst bet that you can make in this division, which brings me to my question because I know Jake is, uh, Jake is completely out on the Yankees this year. But Jake, I want to know, in your opinion, is it a worse bet for people to take the Yankees at plus 145 or the Red Sox at 13 to 1 to win the AL East? 
Uh, I mean, I would, I would love to say the Yankees, but it's the, I mean, if, if you're betting the Red Sox, I'll book you, pal. Hit my Venmo, hit my DMs. Because, yeah, I would love to say the Yankees. Listen, lesser men would get posted on the BetQL account, on the reels, or saying that the Yankees stink, and it would be in the comments with people saying, oh, you must be a Red Sox fan or a Mets fan or you don't know ball. Listen, lesser men would back down. But let me tell you all something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I know ball, all right? And I know that usually is not something that somebody who knows ball needs to say. But I got people saying, oh, you're a Mets or Red Sox fan. I'm very clearly from Chicago. Do any amount of research. Any amount of research. I make it very clear where I'm from on all my socials. Listen, I get it. Everybody wants to believe in the big, bad Yankees and their star power. And that's great. And I can't believe I have to do this whole rant again. Open your eyes, especially the rotation. Garrett Cole's awesome. He's a beast. Great. Look how much that got you at the height of his powers last year. Are you really counting on Carlos Rodon to help you that much? He was hurt and also bad all of last year. Marcus Stroman was great for half a season. And then guess what? He did the same thing Marcus Stroman does Every single year, he falls apart, the luck runs out, and the ground ball rates and the hard hit rates come back to bite him. Happens every single year, and also he always has some weird injury that he misses like three to four or five starts. That rotation for the Yankees isn't great. Also, Aaron Judge has put together one healthy season in his career. He won MVP. That's great. Are you really counting on that, though? And all the people telling me, oh, well, whenever one of those guys goes down, Jason Dominguez will be there. Jason Dominguez's elbow exploded. You're not seeing him this year. Anyway, the Yankees did a good job. They added Alex Verdugo. They added Trent Grisham, and that's going to help when those guys go down. I just don't see any value in this team because they're going to be such a roller coaster of a team that they shouldn't be the AL, AL East favorite. I, I get why they are because of Soto and Judge and the potential, but I don't see it. I already placed a bet on the Yankees to miss the playoffs at 3-1 to one because that's an insane price. It should be way closer to 2 or plus 150. Three to one is a crazy price for the Yankees. I think this is the Orioles division. They got obviously better with Corbin Burns. Kyle Bradish and Grayson Rodriguez were two of the best pitchers in baseball down the stretch as it was. Now they had Burns. All those young guys are another year older. The bullpen might be a little dicey with Craig Kimbrell, but I think that the Orioles have the star power. And like Mark said, they like playing together enough. It seems like they're having a ton of fun that I think that the power of friendship and the raw talent is going to get them there at the end of the day. Guys, I can't wait to see what their home run celebration is this year. They had the home run chain two years ago last year, the bird bath, right, with the homer hose and all that. Adley, like, is so creative with that stuff, so I can't wait to see. Jake, what are your thoughts on the Rays? I don't like them so much in the AL East, but I like them maybe in the AL at 16-1 to just because, like, we do this every year with Tampa, right? You have so many, it's the Astros and it's the Yankees and now the Rangers won the World Series and the Orioles are the fun team that everybody loves. And we just forget about Tampa every year. And now they lose Glasnow and nobody's talking about them. Do you like the Rays? Like, would you bet them anyway? Division, American League, you know, wins, anything? 
Yeah, I do think seven to one is too long of a price for the Rays to win this division. Like you said, they wake up, they win 90 games. This is just what they do. I don't think that the Tyler Glasnow trade is going to hurt them nearly as much as people think. Ryan Pepio was in Los Angeles and he was pitching well. Does anyone think that the Rays, a arm factory, aren't going to turn him into an all-star, if not this year, in a couple of years? And Johnny LaDuca, the position player that they got back to, the outfielder they got back, he posted some really solid splits and some really solid peripheral numbers that make you think he could become a solid above average player as well for the race. I know they lost Wander Franco. We obviously don't have to get into that, but he was a star player, but they're going to replace him with junior Caminaro, who is also one of the top prospects in baseball who projects to be as good, if not better than Franco. And so I think plugging him in the lineup, he played in the postseason for them at 19 years old. That's crazy. And he's going to get a full off season with the major league team, a full spring with the major league team. They're going to give him every, Every chance to win that starting shortstop job. And then basically they just have to hold on in the rotation between Zach Eflin and Aaron Savali and Taj Bradley, who I think is going to take a step forward too, after he posted some electric strikeout numbers last year, they just got to hold on until speaking of elbows exploding, Drew Rasmussen and Jeffrey Springs come back because those guys went under the knife early in the year last year, especially Springs. he got Tommy John in April. He'll probably be back in April or May. And he was awesome before his elbow exploded RIP to my 201 ticket on him. But I think that they just got to hold on to the rotation and they're going to make it work with the bullpen. Anyway, if they got to go with an opener for, you know, one or two days a week, the Rays have no problem doing that because they have a million bullpen arms. I think that seven to one is a little bit too long on them, but I still think at the end of the day, this is the Orioles and the next part per team isn't particularly close. Yeah, the Rays, man, they are they are something else in uh, just every every year. They're just always there, and they can withstand injuries as good as any team in baseball. Mark, when you look at the AL MVP market, you know you got Judge at the top plus five fifty, Soto plus six hundred, Alvarez plus nine hundred, Seager, Julio Rodriguez. Is there anybody that you like for AL MVP? Yeah, I mean, I think there's some guys in the middle of the board, like Julio Rodriguez. Like, he obviously shows the talent to where he can put up, you know, massive numbers there. Um, I I think, you know, when you look at the top of the board with the Yankees, you know, Judge, Soto, as intimidating as they are and as good as they're going to be in that lineup, you nailed it. Like, can you bank on how much they're going to play this year because of injury? Because, you know, they always end up on the shelf for some period of time. So I think you got to look a little further down, but um, I think Julio Rodriguez at 12 to one's worth a shot. Yeah. There's some interesting names on, on these, on this board. Like if you're a believer in Toronto, I think Bo Bichette 30 to one could be interesting. I really mm-hmm. like Gunner at 18 to one. think he could have a big year. We were talking with Kenny, like Mike Trout at 22 to one, just seeing that name with that price next to it. I feel like I just got to bet it just because it's Trout. Uh, and if he stays healthy, maybe he could be in the conversation. It's tough not to like Seager, though, at 10-1. to 1. Like, that dude just rakes, man. And they're going to have so much protection around him in that lineup. He plays in such a good hitter's ballpark. Seager would probably be my play at 10-1 to 1 if I had to make one. Jake, anything you like for AL MVP? I know there's a long shot bet uh, for the Cy Young Award, too, that you like. Yeah, uh, AL MVP really quick. It's hard to pick somebody out that outside of the top. I mean, Julio, I think he's going to bounce back from his kind of down season last year, but 
As somebody I mentioned earlier, I think Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be in this mix. He was seventh last year, put together a 30-30 season. He's going to get another year better, and he started really slow last year. In like April and May, he was a zero at the plate. He was not a. So I think if he can just hit the ground running, he's going to be able to be in this race. He's going to rack up a bunch of stats, and if the Orioles surprise, he's going to be the face of that, and that's going to get him some brownie points as well. As far as the AL Cy Young goes, I love finding these guys at 100, 150, 201. I did it twice last year with Jeffrey Springs and Drew Rasmussen. RIP, because as I said, their elbows exploded. But there's another 200 to 1 I like. It's in Seattle, which is a big park. It's Bryce Miller. And he's a guy who, he was a rookie last year. He came up. He hit the ground running like that. Like, he, his first 10 starts were unbelievable. He was getting everybody out. He was in the AL Rookie of the Year race because nobody had really grasped it by then. But he was in that race, and he was getting some serious consideration. Then he was a pitcher and didn't win, and then Gunnar Henderson won. Shout out to me. No big deal. But anyway, Bryce... Miller is somebody who has already had major league success. He's in a good ballpark for conducive to pitching conditions. He's going to be on a team that we think is going to be halfway decent at least. And he's already still tweaking his game. He tweeted that he's adding a split finger fastball as well. His release points are something that he has to work on a little bit, but he went to driveline baseball over the offseason, said that's something he's working on. And the numbers, the raw numbers themselves, he's got plus location. He's got plus stuff across his fastball and his breaking stuff. And his curveball. I think that when you add that all together, it adds up to a really compelling, or what could be a really compelling case for Cy Young. And at 200 to 1, he could get two, three starts in here, and that's cut in half. So this is a numbers play for me. This is a potential play for me. And what's really big for me here is he's had that prior success in the major leagues. That's huge. You're not counting on somebody for a bounce back, you're not counting on a young guy to take that leap. We've seen it. He's had the flashes of brilliance already. We've seen him have these dominant type performances where it makes you think, okay, he could have something like that over a full season, especially now with a full season under his belt and now knowing how to pitch to hitters. I think he's got a ton of potential and I think the number's wrong. It's a good case to be made 200 to one there on Bryce Miller for Seattle, who, uh, like Jake said, really made a splash when he came up last year. We're 23 minutes away from the game of the year in college basketball, Detroit and IUPUI. We'll tell you why that is next. Tyler Morales also going to join us to give out his best bets at the Genesis Invitational. PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller wrapping up the show next. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.